0: Welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda, along with my wonderful and beautiful co-hosts, Cheryl, Brooke, and Lisa. Welcome. This is nice.
1: I love the colors. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to bring spring in here. Thank you. We need
0: some of that. And we're so glad you've joined us for the continuation of our series on the fruit of the spirit. And if you missed our shows on love, joy, peace, and patience, head on over to seeherelove.com to get all caught up because you'll need to so that you can kind of track with us as we go along. Well, today we're talking all about Kindness, the caring about the best interest of the other person. But before we chat with this amazing team about kindness and hear their thoughts on how they are kind every waking hour of the day. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were going to say, yes, we are. <laughs> well, let's go to Edmonton, Alberta and hear from Shanti Feldhahn, a social researcher, best-selling author, popular speaker, and the writer for the New York Times and Cosmo as she gives us practical tools to help us become more kind and encourages us to participate in the 30. Kindness Challenge. Let's take a look. Shanti Feldhahn, thank you so much for being with us on See Her Love. Absolutely. I'm thrilled. I love that you're here talking about kindness. So I guess the first question is, what's the most important thing that we need to know about kindness?
2: That we already think we are kind. And we're diluted. <laughs> Whoa, that's a way to start off this interview. It's good. We, I bet when you guys are talking about kindness, and maybe even in the title of the show, there's something about kindness, and everybody listening to this is going, man, I wish Jennifer were listening to this. <laughs> right. I really yeah. wish Susie was here. <laughs> Susie really needs. <laughs>
0: Okay, you got me, okay, so you got me. And it's, I
2: mean, me too, I got me too. Yeah. I started, I started studying this, I started looking at the research, and I'm like, well, those other people that need it, you yes. know? And honestly, that was the biggest shock, is that we are not nearly as kind as we think we are. And We all value it, we yeah. all want to be, but we just, don't, we just don't know we are a bit deluded. Yeah. Why do you
0: think that is? Like, why, I mean, because, here's the thing, I don't hear a lot of people saying, I want to be more kind. Like. We want to be right. more loving. We right. want to be a more forgiving person or yes. whatever. But or, I, or like the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah, right? for this like, with all the other ones, but maybe not kindness.
2: Well, here's the funny part. When I ask people, okay, so here are the fruits of the Spirit.
0: Because, you know, I don't only talk to Christians,
2: yeah. but, you know, talk to when I do. And I'm like, okay, so which of the fruits of the Spirit do we feel like we've already got covered and which do we need to work on? Everybody yeah. always says, well, I've got love. That's, that's good. I've got kindness. I'm good. I really need patience. Like, I
0: really, <laughs> that's like, true. <laughs> Yeah. Those are the
2: ones that we always think. And when I started to look at this and realized, oh my goodness, we actually can be really unkind yes. and we don't even see it. We're really, honestly, it really is a type of blindness, yeah. not to coin a few, cute phrase, but I mean, it really is kindness, blindness, yeah, it, wow. it really is. How yeah. would you define kindness? So a lot of people think of, <laughs> a lot of people think of kindness as being nice. Like, mm-hmm. no, actually, I, I really I really feel like we've got a wrong definition because niceness is more like surfacy. Mm-hmm. It's more keeping things pleasant. And, and there's nothing wrong with having a pleasant atmosphere, but the problem is, unfortunately, is that if we're trying to keep things pleasant, it also sometimes leads to not wanting to rock the boat. Like, let's just say there's something that needs to be addressed in your marriage or with a colleague or your kids or, you know, whatever. And if you're at work and you wanna keep everything, let's just mm-hmm. all get along you may not actually address something that really needs to be addressed. Kindness, the biblical definition of what the Bible calls loving kindness often, Mm -hmm. is really caring about the best interests of the other person. And sometimes when you really are caring about the best interests of the other person, that sometimes confronting something kindly and in love mm-hmm. is actually the kindest thing that you can do. And it's
0: really actually unkind to let it go unaddressed. You're totally reframing things, right? Because I think Well, not for, me, it's well, the Bible. I, the but, the bottom, yeah. but, <laughs> but you're saying though, because culturally and and how a lot of us have grown up, you don't wanna rock the boat. You wanna be what well, maybe it's nice. You wanna be, yeah. you know, sort of You know, I don't want to be on either side of things because I don't want to cause conflict. I think a lot of us as Christians feel that way, right? Yes. It it is really interesting. There's another piece
2: here that's societal. So, you know, I'm a researcher, right, and we do all these big research studies. And really, ultimately, what I'm trying to dig out is what's going to help you thrive in your life and your relationships. Like what are the little secrets that we just don't realize, the things that matter that we don't realize matter. And I looked back at all the studies and really this is one of the genesis that led me to this project is I look back at all the studies and I realize there's one thread running through every one of them mm. and it didn't matter whether it was on marriage you know men and women your kids the workplace it didn't matter the the thread was whether you thrive in your life in your relationships it turns out it's far more correlated to how we treat other people than how we are treated wow and that is so countercultural mm-hmm. because we think in order to have a thriving life, in order to be happy, I got to make sure things are fair to me, mm-hmm. right? I got to make sure that people are nice to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And if they're not, then I can't thrive. And it turns out, yeah, everybody wants to be treated fairly, but it turns out statistically it is far more related to how you're treating other people.
0: So. You're convicting us, Shanti. And because, me. And, every <laughs> every other, time we talk about this. Me, you, yes. and everybody else. Um, because I think people are saying, okay, so then how do I, can I become yes. more kind or... Be kinder to people, like w- yes. Can you be yes? Okay. So
2: here's what we we actually did this big study once I realized we were all a little bit deluded <laughs> about how kind <laughs> we are <laughs> and trying to figure out what is what does this look like? Yeah. You know, how do we do this? And so we ended up at the end of the study, we had identified we had a study group of more than a thousand people, and mm-hmm. we identified what we we call it sort of artificially, but we call it the 30-day kindness challenge, and it's like wow. a. It's like a boot camp sort of a training ground for us to become the kind people we already think we are (laughs) and so here's what you do we you pick one person and this is actually crucial okay um because it's really tempting to do this broadly don't like the very first time you do this literally pick one person that you want to improve your relationship with. so it's improving a relationship with one one person okay first the first time you do it that's the boot camp then you can do it with as many people as you want and it can be your spouse like maybe you maybe you have a great marriage you just want to get better right or maybe it's your (laughs) mother-in-law or if you have this sort of or maybe it's your child like i did this for my 16 year old daughter and um, i mean she's a great kid but you know she's 16. 16. she could roll her eyes with the best of them (laughs) and my head was like gonna explode and so what you do is for 30 days You there's three things that you do every day for thirty days. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. You ready? Mm -hmm. I'm ready. So you don't first, you don't say anything negative about that person, either to them or about them to somebody else. What about in your head?
0: no no, no. listen you will no actually you will find once you stop saying, saying it it's you'll not stop there. thinking okay you can't say anything negative to them or about, about them. them because okay. listen okay.
2: that okay. is if we think about it <laughs> that's actually where things derail because like let's just say i'm doing this for my husband okay and i can be if we're in a difficult season i can be polite to him but if then i go to my girlfriend's the next day at work and i'm like Ugh, you would not believe what he did I don't realize it but I am sabotaging how I feel about him and oh by the Mm, way I am also training myself to be an unkind person and I don't think of it that way but that's what I'm doing. Okay so that's that's the first thing. First thing every day for 30 days. Second every day for 30 days is to find one thing that you can sincerely praise about the person. Sincerely affirm and you tell them and you tell somebody else. So I can't let's just say it's my husband. I'm looking for things to praise. I can't complain that he didn't do some chore or whatever, but I'm looking for the things. And I notice, you know, he came home from work early to take the kids to their activities. So I tell him, thank you for that. And then I go to my girlfriend's the next day. And I'm like, you know what he did yesterday? He came home early and he took the kids. And what you're doing is essentially, if you think about it, it's just Philippians 4, 8. You're thinking on the things that are excellent Mm -hmm. and lovely and worthy Mm, of praise rather than what's worthy of driving you crazy. right? So then the third thing every day for 30, 30 days is just to do a small action of kindness or generosity. And um, and that can be anything just little, but if you think about it, it's these little things that send these subconscious signals. Oh, that's and good. And we found it was really interesting. Once we finally, like we experimented with so many different ways of doing this, and once we finally landed and started to see the statistics and the numbers come back on the surveys, We found that when you do these three things for 30 days, 89% of relationships improve. 89%? 89, now it's
0: amazing. Well, to watch the full interview with Shanti and to participate in the 30 Day Kindness Challenge, head on over to seeherlove.com for more information. Okay team, what do you think? Shanti said that living a life of kindness directly correlates to having a thriving and healthy life. What are
3: your thoughts about that?
0: Do you think, is that true? Yeah, I agree. Okay, why do you agree?
3: Um, Because I think um, this is real kindness, not like the fake kindness, (laughs) superficial that we just smile. Because I think we're either filled with that bitterness or the rage or the anger, or we're filled with kindness. And it takes effort to get rid of that which is inside of us that is negative and those Mm. um, negative emotions. But when you really start practicing kindness, and it is a practice, um, I think that really just helps everything, Mm. changes your perspective,
1: changes your attitude. And I think it affects the people around you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like kindness is equivalent to spiritual health. Mm. And I feel like we focus on a lot of other areas of health. Um, But as believers, we need to kind of, like you said, really think about the detoxing of things, Mm. the letting go, the releasing, and really living a life where our heart is open, full, um, loving, kind, Mm. Um, and you'll see how it just, just like bitterness affects how we view the world and right. live, yep. kindness does the opposite yeah. as well.
0: Agreed. Yeah, yeah it's
4: good. Yeah. Well, it feels like this beautiful exchange, right? Uh, by being kind and making the effort to uh, to live uh, a kind life, you get something out of it, but also the person on the other side of it also gets mm. something. So it just feels, yeah, like this beautiful exchange.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think being other-centered definitely will help you have a thriving, Absolutely. healthy life. Because, yep. I mean, yeah. It's an amazing thing that people think that being self-centered and caring for yourself all the time and focusing on yourself is actually what will make you healthy and no. I think other-centeredness is always what you're thinking about others and there would be a direct correlation to saying I'm feeling healthy because it's not about me. Yeah, Right. and like
1: just a sidebar, this whole sort of move for self-love, it borders on narcissism. We need to be careful with that as well. It is so important to be other-centered. Yeah, that's great.
0: Hey, it's Melinda. Sorry to interrupt this amazing conversation, but I just wanted to let you know you're listening to the See Here Love with Melinda podcast, a web and television series produced by Crossroads Christian Communications. We get to produce fun, meaningful content for our See Here Love audience by the generosity of our supporters. So how can you help us and keep See Here Love on the air? We'll go right now to seeherelove.com and click on the big donate button. So much love and thanks to you. Now let's get back to our conversation. Now in the 30 Day Kindness Challenge, which I'm hoping we all do, <laughs> this is my encouragement to you publicly. As uh, Shanti says this, in the 30 Day Challenge, what you have to do is you have to stop talking negative about a person, so you choose a person. You have to stop talking negative about them, to them, and to anybody else. You have to start saying one thing positive to that person every day, and then to somebody else about that person. Wow. And then you have to do one small kind thing every day. Wow. What do you think about that? <laughs> and she said that after 30 days it changed people's lives mm. 100%. Oh yeah. Is that hard or easy? Cuz I was like, "Oh, I was thinking, yeah, I can do that." And then I'm like, uh, wait a second. Can I do that?" Well, it's really hard. <laughs> it's <like laughs> well, intentional. Yeah. No, is it hard to say something well, nice about a person or well, say not something like I'm going
1: to I'm going to throw I'm going to throw you a curveball. <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, I was waiting when you're going down the list, I was like, "Please don't say this one, please." Cuz you didn't. Okay. Being kind to others is no problem for me. Okay. Being kind to myself yep. mm. is the problem. So it could be wow.
0: that's the person, because you said it could so, be any person that you would choose right. to so, be, speak well of and also not negative of.
1: And I feel like I'm ah. not alone. I feel like we say a lot of negative things, like what's wrong with you and get yeah. up and oh, I'll just get it together and we're just so cruel to ourselves. Um, that's Good. where my challenge is.
0: Okay, so you could be the person Yeah. to be kind to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that that's an amazing
4: challenge, especially for people that are struggling in their marriages. To, yeah, I mean, you've been married to someone for twenty years, and you just stop being kind, maybe sometimes. And I I read this book recently about it's one thing to say I'm going to be kind to my husband, I'm going to I'm going to love my husband well this Mm -hmm. week. But It's another thing to like do it. Yeah. The action of doing it is yeah. what actually
3: changes us from the inside out. Yeah. Not just thinking it or saying it, but actually doing it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good.
3: For myself, um, it's, I think when we actually practice kindness and our intentional about it, mm-hmm. and we follow her three um, items that she said, or the three th- principles, or the three things that she asks us to challenge ourselves with, I think we realize how unkind we are. In the jokes Mm -hmm. that we say to our friends, it's sarcastic, it's condescending, and we think it's funny, we laugh it off, but it seeps inside your soul. And we've created a culture where all these things are acceptable, but it's not kind.
0: Yeah, that's actually a good point. Mm -hmm. You know what Shanti said? She said that if you ask most people, are you kind? She says, probably 90% of the people say yes. Mm Because they would say that they are kind. But I think you're right. I mean, when you start saying and thinking, not to be negative about the person, say it to them yeah. or to somebody else. Because she said one of the worst things is you can you can say it or not do it to the person, but it's to the other people, your girlfriends, your, yeah. your yeah. mom, mm-hmm. yeah. right? That you talk about the person. She goes, mm-hmm. you have to stop that. And I was like, yeah. wow. So you have to be kind, say something kind to them, and then you have to go to someone and say, I love this person, (laughs) and then you have to stop being negative, and then you have to do something kind each day. Well, because
1: like we have our own version of kindness, right, and we have our own standard, but now having this challenge with parameters and sort of requirements, it's going to raise the standard of kindness, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of which, um, what is the most kind thing anyone has done for you? And what was your response? Mm. So we're, we're going to do this challenge, but I, I want to know like personally like a, a little story about the greatest kind act that you have received from someone. Yeah. What do you think? I Okay, so I went into the studio last
4: spring to record my record. It was a really big day for me. I was excited, and I sent out messages to my pastors and all my friends, like, just pray for me. And before I got to the studio, which was an hour from my house, um, a girlfriend uh, and her little daughter were there waiting for me with flowers. Oh, Just to like, and literally, it was just like, we're, we're cheering you on. Yeah. And I, I, it was, it touched me so much, because it was yeah. such a big day for me, and for them, it didn't take a lot on their part. It wasn't expensive, yeah. didn't cost them a lot, Yeah, but they showed up and yeah. like, I don't know, it just yeah. like moved me so they much. They showed up. Yeah, yeah. I love that. it moved me yeah. so much. Good.
1: For me, uh, I was, you know, been married for a long time. We were in our early years of marriage and uh, really just trying to get our feet on the ground running and we had come into some hard times and we had three small children under six. And so we were in this sort of like, Just I was a real estate agent and just things weren't happening and deals falling through and I was just like, God, we need help. And I never shared, never communicated because I'm like, you'll never see me sweat kind (laughs) of girl. And I came home after church on uh, that Sunday and I was crying at the altar and people saw me. And somebody just, it's, it's not just, yeah, it's showing up, but they intuitively said, I think she needs some support, some backing up. I showed up. The door was filled with groceries. Oh. I mean, it was a mountain. Like, thinking about it, I get a mountain of groceries and like shoes and clothes. And this person, with a few people, said, We're going to rush out. Everybody just spread out like f- like yeah. <laughs> birds in Walmart and just got whatever they, they could and they put it all together.
0: Beautiful. It was
1: amazing. I wow. think it's about being present, it's about being intuitive, it's about seeing and, and like stepping away from yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm.
3: For me, um, the kindest thing for me was when um, somebody who had asked me to join a ministry team, they kind of took a step back. And they were like, okay, now you this is your, kind of like, you know, hands off. And it wasn't completely like, let's just not oversee and let's just let her do her own thing and never check in on her. It was kind of like this umbrella mm-hmm. um, of protection, of um, overseeing, of kindness, and just let her do it. And because of this individual, this this man's influence and in the culture and the church that I was working at, it was like nobody, like it was that kind of protection, if you know what I'm talking about. And my response to that was, for me, you kind of catch on to it intuitively. It's like, I'm going to do the best I can. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, a fr- you're not afraid to make mistakes, but at the same time, you own them. And yeah. so that was really, for me, a that's lot good. of the kindness, yeah. I yeah. love that, so you step back so you could then It
4: Kind of makes other people flourish. Yeah, yeah it I is, can, yeah. Like,
3: it's Change the way you're It's, yeah. it's the support that you all yeah. felt, to in a different way, yeah.
0: I would say one that uh, stands out for me is that when I was in the, my deepest depression, and I could not get out of bed, have a shower, clean my house, clean my apartment, or make dinner, uh, People from my church, from my college and crew days mm. would knock on the door mm. and sometimes just leave the food out by the door if I couldn't open the door or they would, I would let them in and they would come in, clean the house and make food and kindness at its best. Yeah. It was all about showing up. Mm-hmm. Seeing the need mm-hmm. and serving because I could give them nothing in return.
3: Mm. Exactly. There was
0: nothing that I could give. So kindness isn't about sort of very transactional like I will take from you, you will give. It was just like I was the kindness for them was just like we're gonna do it because Mel's in need. I love mm-hmm. that. And it was it changed my life. You it just gave us life. our
1: working definition, mm-hmm. right? Kindness is extending love and care without expecting yeah. anything back. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for sharing those stories on kindness. It meant a lot and it you know, we get to know each other a little bit more mm-hmm. through those stories. Well, Well, now let's hear from TV host and author Sheila Walsh and co-host Joanna more about kindness and what it means for our lives and for ourselves.
5: We've been looking at the fruit of the spirit, what happens in our life when we stay close to Jesus. You know, if you look at trees, you never see a tree looking like it's groaning to produce something. It's something that happens because the roots run deep. And that's what I've learned in my own relationship with Jesus, when our roots run deep, then the fruit of the Spirit is produced. And today we're looking at kindness. You know, I think kindness is underrated in our society and in our culture. Sometimes we're more concerned with being right than being kind. It's one of the biggest lessons that the Lord taught me in my marriage. My husband and I have been married for almost 24 years. And there were so many years that I look back on now and I think, you know what, Sheila? You might've been right there, but you weren't kind. You know, kindness is part of the character of God. It's your kindness that leads us to repentance, O Lord. So I would ask that you would take a moment and perhaps begin to ask the Lord, where in my life do I need to be able to show kindness? There's something disarming, about kindness. You know, we can know a scripture or we can know things that we think you need to know this, but there's nothing more disarming than simply coming in the name of the Lord and being kind. You know, people you work with, people you sit next to at church, that woman who annoys the heck out of you because her hair's too high. What would it be like? What would it shift in you and me if every single morning with that cup of coffee our prayer be, you know, began each day, Lord, give me eyes to see what I'm going to miss and give me ears to hear behind what somebody is saying to what's truly going on in their heart. One of the most precious gifts, one of the most beautiful fruit of the Spirit is when you and I make an intentional choice in Jesus' name to be kind.
6: There's this woman that I worked with for many years in my church, and her name is Janice. She is one of the nicest people you've ever met. And so her nickname around the office was Jay Nice. That was what we loved to call her, because she was just that nice and kind and of course we're talking about kindness today and the verse of the day is out of Ephesians 4, 32. It says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. And that's what I see when I look at her life, this Janice, this J nice woman. At first I thought maybe she was faking it, you know, how could someone actually be so nice? Uh, But then I began to realize as I got to know her that she had just walked with God longer than I had. This whole passage in Ephesians is talking about as we live a life walking in step with God, He begins to transform us. All this old stuff of malice and greed and selfishness, all of that stuff gets shaken off of us and in return we get other things, these fruits of the Spirit. This kindness that marked Janice's life uh, is something that can also mark all of our lives, this graciousness towards other people. And as I got to know Janice or Janice, we began to see that actually she knew the love of God so clearly in her life that she wanted to walk in step with his spirit. It goes on in this, in this text in Ephesians talking about, we do it because of God's example, as dearly loved children, we're secure, we're fully part of the family with him, and so we can extend kindness to others knowing that this great kindness from God has been extended to us and that it it overflows. There's no end to it, so we don't need to worry about if we act kind towards other people that maybe uh, they're not gonna treat us well in return or there won't be enough kindness left for us. That's not the kind of kindness I learned from my friend Janice and that's not the kind of kindness we're talking about in scripture. This kindness that comes from a God who has extended his kindness to us and as we walk in step with him, he transforms us more and more to look like him and my friend Janice.
0: Well, thanks Sheila and Joanna for your great thoughts. Well, let's discuss now the verse that Joanna just talked about in Ephesians 4, 32. Lisa, do you wanna read that for us? Yes,
3: absolutely. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you.
0: Ooh, okay. So initial thoughts when hearing that verse, what are your thoughts about that In in, in the reference and context of kindness?
3: For me, it's like the standard is God as God forgave you, there's yeah. forgiveness in it. I mean, it just acknowledges that in relationships because we're kind in relationships, it's it's gonna get messy, but your standard is God.
4: Yeah, Standard is God, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm reminded of this quote by this pastor in the US that says, uh, find a need and fill it, mm. find a hurt and heal it. Mm. Um, and I just think as Christians, like we will be known for our kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's forgiveness in that, just, just like the Bible says.
1: Um, yeah, I think, I think that's a great verse to live by actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like Christianity is not this one-sided life, and I feel like so many of us are so happy to receive the love of God and the forgiveness of God and the compassion and kindness of God, but we don't want to extend it out to others, and that is the check-in 101. I, I've done this for you, but there's an expectation here. As I have forgiven you and loved you, now go do. And so we are charged by that verse to live this sort of like uh, sort of this down and out Mm -hmm. pouring in and pouring out way of living. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. So I think what we're saying is the example is is God. Yeah. Yeah. And so all things being kind, forgiving, it can't necessarily, we have to choose to do that, but it comes out of our relationship and and seeing him as our model and Mm -hmm. example to do. It's big, but we can do it, right? We can do it. We'll be kind to one another, and one way to show kindness and openness is by listening to the stories of others and learning together. Mm -hmm. So over the next few months, we'll be featuring a segment called Voices, where we will listen to the stories of women and men who we might not usually hear from, who have extraordinary stories of faith, community, and belonging. So let's listen to our friend, author, speaker, and justice advocate, Danielle Strickland, as she introduces us to Insaf Safu and how kindness at the airport changed her life forever
5: hey here's a voice we really want to hear welcome insaf to the show Thank you. Um, can you tell you're from iraq yes. and now but you're in canada now you're ministering to parts of the world can you tell me a little bit about how that happened
7: yeah uh, i left iraq with uh, my husband and my two kids peter was eight and noor she was six in 1994 and uh, we lived as a refugee seven year in turkey from 94 till 2001. Then we landed here in Canada, October 25th, 2001, and Canada became a home for us since then. Uh, the first reaction I get in the airport when the uh, custom respect uh, welcome us with very big respect and love, and, and this is my first reaction here in Canada, I love it. I say we came to country when they like, well, we are felt very welcome.
3: So like the customs in Canada were... The
7: immigration. They like, were kind. Yeah, like very were, kind. Wow, They gave us a chair to sit, they did all the papers, and we just feel like warm. Mm. And I said, wow, this is so good. This is my first reaction here. And then uh, uh, in 2003, uh, uh, when the war happened to iraq to fall the regime and uh, i was i joined a a christian organization here and then i was watching uh, how was things going in baghdad and i prayed i said god we had enough we are iraqi all the suffer all the spain uh war with iran and then the gulf war and all this And it's enough, and I feel God's calling me to go back to Iraq. And then I met with my friend who she lost her husband recently. And when I hold her, she cried. She said, it's a volcano of fire in my heart. And uh, uh, she just want to cry. I felt like I just hug her and start to pray over her for the Holy Spirit to comfort her. Mm -hmm. And uh, God spoke to me very clearly. I want you to go back to Iraq to hug these women to be Mm -hmm. to cry on your shoulder and to pray over their heart and since then i start to go twice a year to iraq Mm -hmm. to do like women conference uh, gathering with women just to show them how much god loved them Mm -hmm. and we can cry but there's a comforter for us the holy spirit and we know our value from God's word. Like, um, sometimes we hear negative words about ourselves as women, Mm -hmm. and that makes us be very negative. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to tell all these people, women, how they are beautiful.
0: Well, thanks Danielle and Insof for your great thoughts. And thanks Cheryl, Brooke, and Lisa for your wonderful thoughts on kindness. Really love them. Well, for more information on the 30-Day Challenge and to read our blogs, watch our vlogs and devotionals, go to seehearlove.com. And remember, the kindness of God ensures that you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by Him. Bye-bye.
3: See, Here Love with Melinda is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seehearlove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. That's 1-800-265-3100. Tune in next week for more honest conversations with Melinda and the See, Here Love team.